Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at bluenile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty. Dublin's hit music station, F104, Louise with you until one o'clock. I'm now joined by the founders of Minum, Daniel Cosgrove and Luke Lai. Hello, how are you? All good, Louise. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Thanks for joining me. So tell me what exactly is Minum? So Minum is a new Irish, well, started in Ireland, independent or streaming platform for independent musicians. Mm -hmm. Um, It kind of started around September is when we started looking, uh, working on it. And, uh, you know, look at myself, aren't, you know, music industry people, but uh, it kind of took off around January whenever um, a bunch of artists or independent artists got on it. And yeah, it's been growing ever since. What was the idea behind starting it up? What was the the initial thought with it? Uh, it probably came at the start of the pandemic. And, you know, we were, you know, bored out of our minds, spending God knows like five hours on Twitter every day. But we mm-hmm. just saw so many bands tweeting uh, links to their GoFundMe's, um, you know, in April and March because all the gigs were cancelled. And I think that's just kind of when the penny dropped for Daniel and I. We're like, whoa, how come all these artists have to create like you know gofundme pages and you know paypal pages just to kind of stay afloat like are they really that dependent on gigs and then you know we just did a quick google search and then that's when we kind of find out that oh jesus right streaming really only pays what 0.4 percent per stream and i think what we just kind of thought to ourselves right as daniel said we're not music industry people we're really we were kind of naive to this whole thing and we just kind of thought like oh why is there no other streaming site that kind mm-hmm. of you know, it just pays better. Um, and that's kind of how we landed at our model, right? So um, not to be boring, it's called the user-centric streaming model. And the way it works is that you just kind of divvy up your subscription to the artists that you listen to at the end of the month. That's just kind of how we thought, oh, that's how it should work. Why isn't there a streaming site already that does it? So we just kind of fired ahead. And yeah, we, we really didn't expect to uh, get so much support and response so quickly. Um, it's, it's been super encouraging. And I think it's just kind of gone to show that um, I guess Daniel and myself were not the first people to be thinking about this, to yeah. be thinking about, oh, why does streaming work this this way? And yeah, um, the rest is kind of history. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I suppose, especially in the last couple of weeks, there's been a lot of chatter around streaming platforms. And obviously, unless you're the likes of Taylor Swift or um, Dermot Kennedy, you don't necessarily get an awful lot from streaming. Yeah, um, we were like just. I was asking like a, a friend of mine, just oh, like he, uh, he's an independent artist, and yeah. you know, I'd say he's moderately successful. Like he gets gigs, and you know, people listen to him on Spotify. It's a good couple hundred monthly listeners. And I just remember asking him, I was like, oh, how much did you make off of Spotify last year? Right, you know, this is he. His whole thing is that he's a musician. It's kind of mm-hmm. like his career. And he was like, oh yeah, 
like 20 quid. And I was like, what? Like for something like, I don't know, 10,000 streams. Um, it was just absolutely paltry. Um, it, it's just the fact that, you know, streaming does clearly work, right? For yeah. those big artists, like for Taylor Swift, for Kanye West or whatever. And I think that's good. And, you know, the if they're getting loads of streams and, you know, people are enjoying the music through there and they're able to make a living off of that, that's great. That's fine. That's how it should work. I think the problem ultimately resides in the fact that it's the bottom 99% of artists, you know, the ones that aren't Taylor Swift or Kanye West, the fact that they're pretty much just giving up their music for free. And the pandemic really just kind of went to show how vulnerable that makes artists whenever they're so dependent on gigs as a source of income, which is something that really, um, you know, has would only have happened in the past, you know, 10 or 20 years of um, the music industry, whenever everyone has started, you know, going to digital downloads and streaming because, you know, the money used to be made from album sales from at least what we've been told. Mm-hmm. And now it's kind of shifted over to that, well, how do you put food on the table as a musician? Oh, well, it's from touring and bike gigging. And yeah, the pandemic just completely stripping that away overnight, just really flipped the whole thing on its head. Um, and I think the ultimate kind of reason and the ultimate kind of root of the problem just comes down to the fact that it's not necessarily that, you know, paying per stream is a bad idea or, you know, that the money's divided up unfairly. I mean, it is divided up unfairly to a certain degree, but the ultimate problem is just the fact that it's really undervalued music. I mean, if you ever think about it, right, um, you know, an album costs maybe nine euro, 10 euro, whatever, right? You get access to eight songs. But if you get a Spotify subscription, you're basically paying like, you know, the same month uh, per month. You pay like, um, you know, 10 euro a month, but you get access to pretty much unlimited streaming to virtually every single song ever recorded, which is pretty, pretty nuts if you think about it. For 100 euro a year, you're, that's all you have to pay to get access to all the music in the world, which, you know, if you were to buy every single album that you're listening to, you'd be paying like, you know, thousands and thousands of euro. But all of a sudden, uh, Spotify and Apple Music and Tidal, they've all kind of, you know, lowered the price so much that if you ask anyone, oh, would you pay, you know, 30 quid a month for music? You know, they just start to think, well, are you insane? That's way too expensive. But, you know, back in the day, whenever everyone had to go and buy out all these extra like, CDs and vinyls and stuff, you know, you would be paying probably 30 quid or more for this music. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the mindset that needs to be challenged, I think, to, to value music more and to think about, oh, where does this money actually go to? And obviously with Minimum, the model for it is is different to these bigger streaming platforms. Is it going to be sustainable in the long run? From our perspective, anyway, that the advantage that we have over the major streaming platforms is that we are extremely grassroots. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it is literally just Daniel and myself at the moment. And I think that's why we're able to get away with, you know, we, we take a cut, but it's a very small cut. It's 10%. Um, you know, Apple Music, I think, takes like a 50% cut. Spotify is closer to 30. Mm-hmm. And I think that's kind of one of our advantages, right, is that we do not, um, you know, we're obviously not in it for the money, but we don't need that much money either um, to kind of build this thing. And um, so it does kind of feel like we are almost like cowboys or something on the scene. It's, it's very strange that we are such a small uh, team of people, I guess, you know, up against these huge giants. And I think that's why you know, we would think that it would be sustainable in the future because we're not trying to take over the world. We're not aiming to become a huge enterprise, right? We're just trying to, I guess, build the simplest, smallest thing that um, gives artists and musicians a, a choice to stream their music elsewhere. Um, you know, we don't need lots and lots of subscribers to, you know, subscribe for a minute to stay afloat, right? We're just mm-hmm. kind of trying to build like a community. And I think that's what's lovely about 
it um about the way that is Irish, right? It's like we, you know, we never had really any intention of, you know, making it exclusively Irish or, you know, it's going to be, you know, we're not going to gatekeep and say, oh, well, you're from London, you can't upload music, but it's just the fact that the Irish community really picked up on it and it's been lovely to see. Um, I know Ireland's a small place, but in the, at least in the music scene, everyone just knows everyone and everyone's been so enthusiastic about um, supporting their fellow artists and that's been brilliant to see. And I think that, sense of community is really what is required for things to become sustainable, right? It's not like, you know, you could look at it in terms of numbers and say, oh yeah, we need to get like X number of subscribers by next year, or whatever, in order for this thing to stay afloat. But the fact that, you know, it's really just not like a passion project between Daniel and myself, and we are by no means the people behind Minim. It's mm -hmm. the community at large, you know, we're only making the website. That's the easy part. The difficult part in like, you know, getting people to value their music more and for getting listeners to kind of think a bit more about where the money goes. That's all being done by the artists, by the fans. And, you know, that's really who Minim belongs to. And, but, you know, that's the kind of movement behind it. And I think that, yes, is a very sustainable uh, future ahead of us um, because there's just so much enthusiasm behind it which is great to see like what luke said there that yeah we're not uh planning to gatekeep and keep it to be just ireland like we would like you know our plan is to expand after ireland but uh, it isn't yeah. you know just the response that we've had from uh ireland at the minute has been amazing yeah it is a huge community that we have here within our music like no one's against each other everyone is kind of hopping on stage with each other and doing songs together and mm -hmm. there really is a sense of community in our in yeah. our irish music industry which is wonderful yeah there could not have been a better country for, uh, you know, us to start Minim in. Because mm -hmm. I think Ireland is just, music is just so deeply ingrained into, like, the, the culture. I mean, it's like whenever people think of Ireland, what do you think of? You think, oh, well, like, you know, Crackle gets killed. It's, mm -hmm. like, literally one of, something that everyone holds so dearly with. And I don't know if it would have gotten the same response anywhere else. Um, this is absolutely brilliant to see. And, you know, on top of that, the music's also top notch. We actually have a couple of the artists that you have on Minima at the moment, don't we? So where do you want to yeah. start? Yeah. I don't know. There's one that uh, both of us, I don't know, just this album that Luke and I are obsessed with. The, the full album isn't released, but it's by Clara Byrne. And I think one track that has been released is Conflict Bound. Neve Regan has a new album up called Hemet. It's a wonderful, wonderful single. I wish I could save the day. Told you I was doing fine this way. And then finally. Yeah. Our last one is Go from Beauty Sleep. an eclectic mix of music on minimum isn't there oh there really is oh, yeah yeah and, like it's... i'm learning so much about the different genres <laughs> just <laughs> genres that i've never heard of like irish neo trad which is like you know this this whole little subsection of people that have jumped on um and neo soul as well was another thing i didn't really know existed but yeah it's amazing yeah, it's like you know when you're listening kind of just to like all the songs in chronological order it's like whiplash you go from like death metal to like trad <laughs> to like ambient it is absolutely wild and i love it like the 
I was just being blown away by the, the music being put up on minimum. Like it's absolutely fantastic and just goes to show that um I don't know, just the, the sheer talent mm-hmm. in Ireland. And I think people really don't consider that often, you know. They just mm-hmm. need to turn the lens a bit closer inwards. And yeah, it's just amazing. And how can people find out more about it? Minim.co. So um Minim, uh, like the two beat musical note, except you drop the second I. So M-I-N-M.co. And that has all the songs available. I think we just passed 3,000 songs recently, did we? Amazing. I think we're getting close to that, uh, Mark. Yeah, so it's a good week collection of uh, great music. And we can personally guarantee that every track is a banger or your money back. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to yeah. want their money back. It's amazing. But we, are, we do have one more song that we're going to play. Do you want to tell us about it? Yeah, um, this is uh, Whistling by Ferna. I think it's coming off an upcoming album. And... Um, I think she's from Coburn. Uh, I need to double check that. But yeah, I think uh, this furniture keeps relatively low profile. And I don't know if she's released that much music in the past couple of years. But yeah, just out of nowhere, she released this absolutely beautiful um, single. And yeah, I think it's hopefully it's going to be a bit of a taste of what's to come on her upcoming album. Um, Amazing. It's not so much singer songwriter because it's yeah, it's um, it's a bit different. And I think that's what I really like about it personally. Brilliant. Daniel, Luke, thank you so much for taking the time to chat to us. Thanks so much, Louise. Thank you for talking. Yeah. FM 104 Sunday Night Live with Louise Ty.